See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Eight Crazy Nights on Prime, Hulu, and AMC+. Plus. If that's well, not an issue you for you... <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll get into that. too many places. <laughs> if that's not an issue for you, <laughs> then on with the show. <laughs> Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. See him pronouns alongside... I am Emily Schick. My pronouns are she and her, and I concur with what the previous statements. Why? Yes, we are. We already know what the verdict from yeah, this, everybody this on this one is going to be. Paid for. Yeah, right. like no one. I mean, like Jewish people. Yeah, but like it's kind of just in. It's insulting. It's like, yeah. hey, you want a you want a holiday movie? Here's a holiday movie, and it's like, oh, thank you for this large dumpster fire i deeply appreciate you giving me a thing that i don't want plus you know i was promised eight crazy nights with this and it takes place over the course of five so uh, (laughs) i want my money back like how you counted all right all right let down yeah yeah i'm I'm dan murphy he him go ahead pour i'm pouring he him And on this, you literally can't wait to get the vitriol out, like like expelling poison from. Would rather watch rubber. Yeah, well, that's the the one thing. Would rather watch Deep Blue Sea. I think this is shorter than rubber. Uh, Yes, yes, but then again, that's not better, Dan. Rubber. I I want to watch the movie, but they had a standard doing his voice for two hours. Oh, God! Oh no! The worst thing is that his voice isn't like distinctly different enough from the other. Like the fact of his attempts to voice Whitey and Dave are like a huge mistake. So yeah. Um, but yeah, seriously... it's sort of funny when he does a mock of Whitey's voice, and it's like it's pretty much just the same. Yeah. I guess it was uh actually the Whitey's voice was even more annoying before somebody was like, "Dude, tone this shit down." This is the toned down version, and it's like, uh, okay, Dan, here's my logic. Rubber actually made me laugh a couple of times. This didn't. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh, this come had a couple on. of the, laughs. The deer pyramid got got a laugh out of me. I, I will admit that that got a laugh out of me. Well, if yeah. laughing if laughing like, is infectious, I certainly didn't help because not a single titter came out of my mouth. Yeah, no, fucking, the the, the deer pyramid got once. me because that was fucking stupid, and I loved it. But it may, uh, I think at a certain point, a movie is like failing so hard for me and pissing me off so much. <laughs> it's like it can't even it can't even make me laugh anymore because i just have no faith in it at all you know yeah the Uh, only scene in this that like i thought was even remotely done well was the scene where he's like doing that two-on-two basketball thing with the kid like that wasn't good that wasn't atrocious well and and then the mother comes in and ruins it by being like like the the most stereotypical women are no fun character ever so yeah Yeah, it's fucking a a killjoy for no reason yeah she's a killjoy well, because for no because he was an asshole to her when they were both 12 years old after his parents fucking died in a like, car accident women have no <laughs> sense of humor or sense of joy Ugh. yeah it's, it's like the, all if... uh, it's all the problems of skylar rolled into one seriously <laughs> like she's if, if she's like still holding a grudge against him for that like with the perspective of being a fucking adult like uh that's like a parade of red flags right there like they're both horrible it's probably good that they end up together in the end spoilers because like no one else needs to deal with either one of them 
I, I also love how like real wife is it playing her? Or yeah, is it... I think so. Yeah. Yep. Also, I kind of love how you know from the very beginning of this movie, you're you're told like this guy, he's such a fucking asshole. Like it's a nice little town, and this guy is just such a fucking asshole. And it's like no, like everybody in this town is a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but except like except for white, that way. especially but... especially by the end, it appears that way. Yeah, but also it's like it's... yeah, we fucking. T- Orchard Whitey, any chance we got basically didn't treat him as a human being. Uh, Sorry. And it's like, yeah, the, uh, I don't know, Sandler standing out as like a massive asshole in a town full of assholes. Like, I don't know, he's so bad through most of them for through the first chunk of the movie that it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that I buy the like, you know redemption arc thing like he's like such an irredeemable asshole like it's not just like hurt people hurting people it's like i'm a colossal dick and i want to make everyone's life miserable and fuck everyone but yeah. no well, no I you mean... you missed you missed the lesson he just had to pray at the church of capitalism have a good cry <laughs> and then it fixed him yeah no that is that is a weird message that's in here but also i just think that like they make so many poor choices in terms of how they frame davy as a character because i think that a give us his backstory when we when you introduce before like you introduce him as an adult so that like he's sympathetic like his backstory comes way too late in the movie um and then also make the movie about whitey Whitey's more likable than Davy and like yes. has a much better arc. Uh, like, yes, his voice is super annoying, but like, honestly, Whitey should be your main character, not Davy. It should be Whitey trying to like, like, he's like, Whitey's such a good person and like so determined and to like win this thing that he's going to seek out the worst pers- possible person and like, I can redeem him and then I'll get my fucking patch. <laughs> like, so essentially, is she's all that, but yeah, you know, trying to redeem a guy? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just feel like that's a much more interesting movie than we get Um, of just like, I, here's someone who like really wants the recognition of this town of assholes. And like, he's like, goes out of his way to like, he's been overlooked so much that he's like, well, the only way they'll notice me is if I make this like the big guest asshole a good person and it's just like well a like your motivation is really kind of fucked up that you want the the like respect of these people like who gives a fuck because they all suck um but b also like that's not a way of going about things and that's just gonna cause you more pain um and i feel like that's also like just a funnier premise like i don't know i just like focus on whitey instead of davy whitey has way more in terms of like character character growth that i care about than davy does because like ultimately it's just like i want whitey to realize that it's just like these people are treating you like shit stop fucking caring (laughs) judging by the way um sandler is dressed it's like it feels like they said that maybe they initially wanted to do the movie about him but it's like no it has to have an absolute like identification version of adam sandler in it because the character is dressed like him and big daddy and everything you know so i'm wondering is is that like no you can't do that and also that means they can shoehorn in like those terrible action sequences uh, where he's like fucking shit up i don't know it yeah I don't know. I it's mean, you can, you can still though. have all they, that they, stuff. They not, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, 
I don't know why they lead with the most obnoxious, horrible. <laughs> like, I, that's part of these movies is the redemption thing, but they go too hard. They just go way too hard on it. Like, and like you way say, too they, hard. they don't like, there's no moments of like levity from him or, yeah. or kindness. Well, I mean, I'm, all, I'm also, I'm also so long. I also wonder if this would have worked better live action. Like, I mean, like, obviously, uh, some of these sequences I mean, hopefully only we work have, animated. Hopefully but... we wouldn't have gotten all the fucking deer shitting and snot spewing out of nostrils. Oh, like, this movie God, is why? gross and cruel. Yeah. Like, wh- I, wh- who thinks this is funny? I just, you know, I mean, it's interesting because I think I saw something with the director saying that, like, they wanted to push it in a more family-friendly direction and they just got so much pushback that they ultimately gave up. Um, and it's just like, I really think this is, like, a family-friendly version of this maybe works better because like this didn't work <laughs> so, yeah i hate the the art concept and the art design you know uh we were talking before you're saying it like it is animated well uh and, and quite professionally but just i i don't know i have no nostalgia for this particular style uh, and then it's made worse by just like really generic layouts of everything and it just it it it's it it's not a joy to watch in any way. It's like visually unappealing from the start to the finish. I don't know. I mean, I, to me, a, a lot of it. And I think I, I yeah. Before this, we were talking about that. I think a large part of it is that all the lighting effects seem to be done after the fact with like really cheap like like light fill this area and like like it has like like draw your lighting effects into your animation and it will look better um and they didn't do that here so but i don't know you know i also love how all the brands in that sequence are were not paid (laughs) oh yeah no they weren't given permission from anybody to use any of these brands well that's why it's so confusing i mean as someone who's like deep dived on a disturbing amount of Sandler movies like I haven't really seen a lot of them even the forgotten ones but like he's always had this obsession with brands and it's like you see it in the the Dunkin Donuts in Jack and Jill and everything he did and in, in from this period you know it's like it's it's so insane but I guess to him it it is part of the humor to have the real brand but I, I've never understood that um myself like to me, he's just a bit, he's a shill, I guess, you know, like he just he thinks in capitalism. Makes sense. He's one of the richest actors who ever did it, you know, like he's a businessman for sure. Um, but well, like, I also, find, like yeah. the more crucial it becomes to the plot of his movies, the more off-putting I find it. And this is like another extreme example of that yeah yeah no i mean the whole is the mall awesome aspect of this movie is very weird <laughs> it is <laughs> and so it's just weird. like, like it's also weird that it's just like so this is about hanukkah and like like it really want like the thing that it seems to like the most about hanukkah is its consumerism <laughs> like what oh, Wait, what <laughs> not you don't just get one day of presents you get eight days of presents How, what could be better than that um yeah, it's like i don't know giving a shit about the purpose of the holiday maybe yeah, yeah, spending time with people family? you care about, like yeah, family you know, and stuff. It's like, no, you just want to go to the mall, like. Yeah. Oh no, go I was wrong. Locker. It takes place Forget over about your problems. Six, it takes place over six nights if oh. he gets like right in front of the judge, because mm. okay. he would have been arrested the night before, mm. spent the night in prison, spent the night in jail or lockup, whatever, 
get out, have court that next day. So, so what you're telling me is mean, it doesn't is, even get the title right. It's not even eight crazy nights. No, yeah. it's not. It really just seems like the entire point of naming it that was to try and get Jewish people to spend money to come see it. I mean, yeah, it feels like they is... really dropped the ball on the the Hanukkah stuff. There's like yes. barely any mention of it at all. Well, there's yeah. a big menorah, and there's a you know happy Hanukkah in the hall that apparently has like six Jewish people, and everybody else in town is Christian. But look at how inclusive they are to have a big yeah. menorah next to their um, giant Santa. Um, I I as a so, non- I, I was gonna say oh, yeah. like in yeah, in terms on. of why that set that is set up the way it is where there's like a few jewish people uh in case you guys didn't know he's from manchester new hampshire yeah that's why the red arrow diner isn't there yeah but yeah. like it's it it's it's like yeah that's pretty that's pretty accurate i mean i remember well then again you you guys grew up in dover and sherburne but i remember growing up in reading and it being like Look, we have three whole Jewish people in our school. Oh yeah, yeah. that's super fucking weird. That to was me. that was basically yeah. I mean that's that's basically yeah where we where we grew up was was very much you had had kind of a handful of Jewish people in each year of school, but that was about it. Um, but you know, I mean, like all, honestly, it is like what is like the the relationship this movie has to hanukkah is so tenuous um, oh it's yeah just like this is this is a movie about jewish people in december like that's yeah that's yeah. what it is it's like <laughs> tell me your that's, co- that's yeah. fine it shouldn't have to like li- uh do li- do all the heavy lifting but like why isn't there i as someone who isn't jewish i'd actually really like to know more like why isn't there like any scene of them saying what, well, like, I mean, what, it, all, it also to an extent, the only, uh, a small group of Jewish people there um, makes uh, that's fine. Like that, that makes sense, or it's logical. But yeah, like that they it, don't talk it, about it or celebrate it as weird. Yeah, it would have been nice if they'd had some kind of like explanation of what it is, because you know, not everybody knows. And also, like, <laughs> tell me you're culturally Jewish and not religiously Jewish without telling me that. <laughs> that's this movie yeah. like yeah. you can tell that like this is not a dude who's like i go to temple every friday this is a guy who is like yeah i'm jewish my family is jewish and it's like yeah i don't know i like Hanukkah well there's a sequence where, where we there's like a sequence of, and... involving like corn dogs and i'm just like those aren't kosher like <laughs> yeah. well no the whitey and his sister aren't supposed to be jewish I'm just saying that, like, they they draw attention to a non-kosher food, like, like you know, that's just kind of like a basic Jewish thing that you can. Kind oh, of and that's not even the weird thing in that scene. Yeah. He gives zero. The, the really weird thing is they don't sell corn dogs there. It, it, it's not <laughs> yeah. on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just well, back to the lazy art direction thing, but yeah, I mean, to an extent, like with a title like Eight Crazy Nights, I kind of it, it like. Like, you know, I kind of expected this to be kind of like a Christmas carol, but Jewish should be like, Scrooge only got three yeah. ghosts. He gets eight, you know, yeah. but something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> like this again, like this, this feels like Adam Sandler cashing in on a his own, you know, cult, like being culturally Jewish and B, like uh, the fact that there just really aren't any, you know, big hanukkah holiday movies and it's like there's probably multiple there's kind of multiple reasons for that i mean 
you know, if nothing else, like Hanukkah is not even a big holiday in the Jewish faith. Um, and it's like, but it's like, yeah, man, if you're going to do the thing, like do the fucking thing. Like it wouldn't it, it wouldn't it, it's more insulting to like, you know, give give like try to give them the, the first big like, you know, Jewish holiday movie and then just kind of be like, yeah, but, you know, the lore and the backstory and stuff, that's boring. Fuck that. Let's uh, let let's just like, you know, talk about the important shit like shopping. Well, yeah. let's just have a movie that's that's like uh, just has has deer eating shit like oh uh, yeah. and then like having shit eating grins like oh my god i know what like, like, again this movie is so needlessly gross a lot of the time and, i mean like, it reminded me a lot of freddy got fingered like yeah it's just like that level of poor taste and it's just again as a but that's as, a masterpiece and this is not <laughs> as as like essentially a minority faith holiday movie like that makes it even more insulting it's like you it's like you did this thing and made it like as unpalatable as possible like it's like do you secretly hate yourself like do you need to do some therapy maybe i mean probably probably can we attempt to read the summary yes we, <laughs> we should have get into to the summary because <laughs> we've just been like dunking on this for like at least <laughs> it's not gonna now. stop it's oh no it's not going. gonna stop but like so... there's there's like people have come to like this movie over time it has some I've weird cult following my... somehow yeah i don't get yeah, it yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't okay. get it yeah this if ever there's been a time we need you to join the patreon and send us a message explaining why <laughs> why <laughs> why this it's could so be bad. weird is not terrible. i mean it makes me wonder if it's just similar to like why so many italian americans are no we shouldn't get rid of columbus day because they don't really have like <laughs> other italian heroes i guess and it's there's like no hanukkah movies that there's just to have such theaters. a desert of hanukkah movies that yeah you know we got to get behind this one that we have dude nothing would be better having nothing would be much better like I'm I sorry. Just, I, I just don't understand why. Just make a movie about like the historical basis of Hanukkah. Yeah, like, it's it's like a cool like. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's about, kind of an like, interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's an it's interesting cool. story. Like yeah. why? I, yeah, I don't. I, like, it's like again. It just feels wrong that like this is kind of the first. You know, I there probably are some Hanukkah movies out there somewhere that like, you know, nobody knows about. Basically, There's a slasher like... from 2013 called Hanukkah. That, oh, I'm looking through know. it. Uh, right now. Next. Uh, I mean, year... it doesn't really help just Googling Hanukkah movies. The it night gives before, you, like, the night before is which is of... not a Hanukkah movie. It just has Seth Rogen no. wearing a Hanukkah sweater. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with Hanukkah outside of Seth Rogen in Hanukkah sweater. To be uh, fair, it doesn't have a huge amount to do with Christmas either, does it? Oh uh, well, I mean, they're trying to get. I guess to they're going the, to a Christmas, the party. Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all no, a movie. It, it, there's there's a desert of fucking Hanukkah movies, and it feels like you know there's an easy answer: historical drama, baby. Yep. Bit of action in there. Yep. Sex it up some. <laughs> yeah, give them like it, you know, kind of like like rewrite history a little give them like i don't know uh abs and machine guns or something <laughs> yeah 
the these these little manies um all right yeah let's get into this in the small fictional town of what's very sorry this is the fucking longest okay this plot summary is eight days long how is that possible my bad carry on <laughs> i hadn't actually looked at how long it was at least something just... is eight days long but yeah um uh, I'm happy that this movie isn't eight days long. I am happy that it is a long and drawn out hour and 15. Sorry, hour and 16. It felt longer than fucking Endgame. Which at the same time, (laughs) the including credits is worth mentioning because probably the Hanukkah song that plays over the credits is the best part of this movie. (laughs) Oh, I I, I just already turned it off. I didn't care. I'm fairly certain I've heard the song three version of it before. Yeah, yeah, this is the third version of the song. Um, fictional town of Dukesbury, New Hampshire. Davy Stone is a 33-year-old Jewish alcoholic troublemaker with a long criminal record whose antics have earned him the community's animosity. David is arrested for refusing to pay his bill at Mr. Chang's Chinese restaurant. Uh, David is, you know, Adam Sandler. Mr. Chang, you know, great, great name for a Chinese guy. Especially voiced when he's voiced by Rob, Rob Schneider, Schneider, who also does the narrator. So, which was another weird call. Like, why is this narrated by uh, Rob Schneider? Like, why? Because he agreed know. to they're, do they're it. They're friends and he needed a paycheck. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just like, I don't know why this, this movie needs narration, but why is it like a third party for no reason? <laughs> like, uh, because, like, because. Uh, and not very... someone with some dignity. I'm not, I'm sure that very few people had interest in doing this movie, considering that like the main characters of this are primarily voiced by Adam Sandler himself and then his wife. Like I'm pretty. I'm... I mean, he called in favors from his comedian, from his like SNL friends, like you know Kevin Nealon and uh, John Lovitz are in this. So yeah, but uh, those are two guys who you know probably would do just about anything for money. Yeah, that's true. So that's not saying much. I don't know. It's Tyra Banks's first voice role, which is kind of crazy. So, <laughs> kind of like her. <laughs> that's true. Mize. Uh, all right. At Mr. Chang's Chinese restaurant, smile with your eyes. Uh, attempting to evade arrest, stealing a snowmobile, and destroying festive ice ice sculptures in the process. A, the the aforementioned giant menorah and Santa, which then of course they have like resurrected over, you know, five days. I mean, I don't know where they're getting that ice from because like that would be very difficult to make those ice sculptures. I gotta say, mm-hmm. like those are impressive ice sculptures if they were ever real, which they never would be. So, I don't know. It's New Hampshire. They're probably like I don't know. Just I mean. But those statues those out are like frozen lake or something. Yeah, but they're like ten feet tall, so you need to get so you need a ten foot tall block of ice that you carve into because you can't just like ice doesn't like Segment. grow up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. from the lake. <laughs> yeah, they use mil- tons and tons of fossil fuels to get like lifted out with a crane or something. Like, I mean, again, it's New Hampshire. <laughs> they don't give a shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> live free or die. Well, live free and die. Mm. Yeah. Live free or die hard. 
with a vengeance. Better movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Not good, they... but better. Yes. Oh, I, I I like with a vengeance. I like with vengeance way more than Die Hard too. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, with a vengeance. I I jumped to the next. No, live free oh, or die live hard. Live free or die hard is the oh, fourth. Oh, li- live free or die yeah. hard. Terrible. Which in, that which was in our, but still Ireland. better than this. Yeah. In Ireland, it was called Die Hard Four Point Oh, because <laughs> we don't have that whole. Because yeah, if you don't, it, yeah, if you don't have, well, it's also a weird thing. Like the movie doesn't take place in New Hampshire, so I don't know why it's called "Live Free or Die Hard." But I think it's a yeah. great name. I think it's a great name, but I feel like if you're calling it that, it should be set in New Hampshire. <laughs> like probably, yeah. Isn't that the one that had uh, Kevin Smith as a hacker? Yes, it does. Yeah, it, does. it sure yeah, does. When, uh, because they were such good friends from working on Cop Out together. <laughs> oh, God. Guessing that, yeah, how did that work? He did before, I presume, and then I think Cop he did Out before, came after. And then they did, then they worked on Cop Out, and then they, they developed, like, one of the worst animosities in all of Hollywood. <laughs> Like they hate each other now. Well, I mean, unfortunately, Bruce Willis is in a weird I fucking, state right I, now. But I, I, yeah, you know, um, best wishes to Bruce and everything. But what annoys me most about that movie is that it fucking torpedoed uh, Tracy Morgan. You know, because like I don't think he's gotten a good enough shot. I feel like he could do something way better than that. Um, and that was like I don't know. Everyone puts so many chips into that terrible, terrible movie. Uh, I think it's like it also kind of killed well, Sean William possibly. Scott's career for a while too. Yeah, mm. that is it's a real disaster though. We should do that movie. Feels <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like something we'll really do that movie at some point. I mean, we we haven't done anything Kevin Smith yet, have we? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I mean, at some point we probably should. Uh, but yeah. At Davies' trial, Whitey Duval, a 69-year-old volunteer referee nice. from Davies' former basketball league, intervenes. At Whitey's suggestion, the judge sentences Davy to community service as a referee in training for Whitey's youth basketball league. Under the terms of the community a plot service... point that's like never brought up again. <laughs> yeah, except like... for that one game that he goes to when he's an asshole. Yeah. At... Yeah. Yeah, like I, you know, then he's just the guy who hangs out with Whitey. Like I don't know. I mean, at the the other thing I was thinking was like it would have been funnier if Whitey was was both because you know they want to play up the fact that like Whitey does like all these odd jobs and like gets no respect. Like I would have liked the idea of Whitey being the coach of the team and the referee, and their team always loses because he's like, well, it wouldn't be fair because I'm also the coach, and everyone just like hates Whitey for it, <laughs> like. I don't know, I thought that'd be funny. You wanted more being mean to Whitey? <laughs> Guys, like, having seizures all the time. I don't want that. Like, that was, well, that's the thing. Is like, I want, like, like so much, like, it's why are people being mean to Whitey? And I mean, I think it's a lot of, like, like he does a lot of work and doesn't get respect for it is fine. I The, like, like, he has seizures and has a weirdly large foot. Like all that was shitty and terrible. Well, a big foot and a little foot. He's oddly hairy. He's short. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, of course he's different. So pick on him. Everybody gets to be an asshole to him. Whereas, well, I mean, whereas Adam also, Sandler like, yeah. is an asshole to everybody, not just him. Yeah. yeah. But like they totally I mean, played this 
they totally played the seizure for laughs like oh, oh yeah it's awful. It's awful. well like it's happy seizure at the end oh it's Ugh. so bad well and then also it's just like i i just thought in like if you did this live action and you have like obviously adam sandler playing davy and then like cast danny devito as whitey maybe it could work i don't know like like there's just like there's certain elements of like making this live action that i think that you can get kind of a more sympathetic performance out of people potentially um mm-hmm. like like that maybe makes this work better but like i god this just doesn't make sense as an animated film at all like who's the fucking audience for this yeah that's a good fucking question they they really should have gone at like this movie is such so tonally weird like it feels like the the all the fecal stuff is supposed to be playing to the kids because kids love shit i guess but it's trying to build itself like play itself as like edgy like you're starting off with an alcoholic who 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 uh almost gets a dewey and has to be forced into community service it's like it's like an animated version of the mighty ducks beginning yeah yeah that'll be yeah. cool yeah well that's the thing is yeah i mean it's just like alcohol like alcoholism in a kid's movie is just a weird combination um mm-hmm. and it's like it definitely like was a thing that they would I mean, in, have in movies like but like this came out in 2002 like this is just like if past it's the P- point if it's a pg-13 movie and you're saying it's a kids movie that means all those marvel movies you like are kids movies. i mean they are kids movies but like, yeah. like that's but but at but the like same this time, feels it's like, like it's aiming for the a, pg crowd yeah, instead of why the PG-13 isn't this crowd? a kids movie is more kind of the problem with this movie like like i don't understand like if like especially with american attitudes towards animation why are you making an animated movie that very clearly isn't for kids like i just don't get it (laughs) because americans are like very much like once you're 10 you're not allowed to watch animated things anymore and like basically it's very like there's a handful of of, there's a handful of american produced like r-rated animation things but honestly it's only foreign films that kind of skew more all ages or adult oriented and are also animated it's very rare to i see think an american kids movie that's animated or animated uh, animated movie in america that's for that's for adults yeah definitely not movies i mean i'm seeing yeah. more and more tv though. tv shows and, more yeah and you know i think that's just a that's just anime getting so huge of course it's gonna happen you know like mm. it, that's a massive market there um that i think is just going to get bigger and bigger over time but at, it's it's the like you already said it's the coding of the movie is the coding of a kid's movie you know so it feels like wrong tonally because it's like it's got that la 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 music and you know yeah i mean it, it reminds uh, me of yeah, like so all the controversy it, 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 it around like, the tone is weird it reminds me of some of the controversy around like the aqua teen hunger force movie it's like at least that was based on a tv show that like if you knew what the tv show you know this is for adults um but like there were all kinds of like people not getting that that was not a kid's movie um because like yeah it's about a talking hamburger or talking fries and talking egg milkshake like yeah that sounds kind of like a kid's movie and then people figuring out that oh my god this is not a kid's movie but like this movie it's like i especially considering that like adam sandler's done live action um and is primarily known for live action like why isn't he doing 
this live action to stay on brand like why is he expanding into adult animation especially now what we think about now that like now he's done a bunch of animated movies they're all much more kid oriented um so and much much better like and much I, better. I, I, I super leo's I super great I, the... like leo is is really good um hotel transylvania series but like yeah i'm sure it's it's got to be better than this there's so. some of the some of the high like I was surprised as anyone, you know, um, I, I think I got recommended by Blank Check and it's like, these are like really, if you're into Looney Tunes style cartooning, like, and obviously from the guy from like Samurai Jack and, uh, you know, Genty Tarkovsky. Um, yeah, like they're excellent. So he, he learned his lesson, I think, at least was for, for, for a while for one one, one yeah instance. well i mean it took him 10 years because like he did this movie and then it was another 10 years until he did hotel transylvania which i think was his next animated project they did after this so also didn't realize that that was gindy tartakovsky so i might actually check that out at some point uh under the terms of the community yeah service. the first the first three are worth watching i think it falls uh sadler leaves at the fourth one and it all goes to shit then so just watch the first three under the terms of community service, if David commits a crime before his sentence is completed, he will serve 10 years in prison. Man, this whole courtroom sequence just sort of chapped me. Because uh, it's fucking weird and not how the legal system works in any way. Well, I mean, like, that's... That, it's it's not infrequent for movies to fudge how the legal system works. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like, I'm trying to think of, like, a really egregious one. Of, of like i feel like that like all i'm thinking of is the plot from the you know the seinfeld pilot on seinfeld of like like being sentenced to be the guy's butler like it's <laughs> just like it doesn't make any sense but like that's i mean like that was like kind of intentionally ridiculous but i'm sure there's movies in which it's like yeah you're sentenced to this bullshit that doesn't make any sense like i mean i guess it's kind of like i I, you know, Mighty Ducks, he's sentenced to community service, which becomes becoming coaching the hockey team, I think. But like, like at least it's like he was sentenced to community service. So, I mean, you see it in legal courtroom dramas as well all the time, you know, like I, I see it all the time where they just kind of they, they don't they won't change it this much, but they'll change it up yeah. for dramatic effect. As you Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Surprise witness, surprise witness, objection, <laughs> objection, objection. Denied. <laughs> the next day, Davy's first game ends in disaster. As Davy disrupts and harasses the players, Players Whitey suffers a grand mal seizure, and the game is abruptly halted, Davy forfeiting it to the opposing team. Attempting to calm Davy down, Whitey takes him to the mall, where they meet Davy's childhood friend, Jennifer Friedman, and her son, Benjamin. Uh, Jennifer is now a divorced single mother, having moved back to her hometown and taking a job at the mall after her husband had left her for another woman he met online. Whitney reminds Davy that he lost his chance with Jennifer 20 years earlier, but Davy secretly still has feelings for her. I like how losing his chance is be like his parents died and he was angry about it and that's him losing his chance yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah that was your like, one shot a you totally normal still felt to good <laughs> like yeah. i said she also has a parade of red flags yeah yeah a totally reasonable response to grief is why he lost his chance with her <laughs> and still holding a grudge 20 years later yeah um as time progresses, I, I love that it says as time progresses, it's like a day, like 12 hours yeah. later. 
I mean, and, and like just the entire personality shift after, oh yeah, we, after what's coming up comes up. As time progresses, Davy and Whitney's relationship strained, especially after Whitey threatens Davy that he will notify the judge when Davy shoplifts some candy. Despite letting him off the hook, Whitey keeps his word and vows to tell the judge if Davy commits another crime. <clears throat> Whitey's various attempts to encourage Davy are met with humiliation and assault. Played for laughs. Um uh, Yeah. Later, Davy bo- Davy bonds with Benjamin while playing basketball at the community center, but Benjamin's unsportsmanlike behavior egged on by Davy. Fucking I can't even remember what the kid said, but it ended in like biatch. And it's like that's not oh, yeah. Like that's it was really stupid, whatever it was. I, I had to comment on it, whatever it was. It was really <laughs> absolutely <dumb>. terrible. I <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on it now. Something biatch anyway. And I was like, wow, 2002, yeah. all up in your face. Uh, oh, and it doesn't even like mention the bet. Yeah. Because like they make a bet that like if him and the and Whitey, if Davy and Whitey can beat them in basketball, uh, then he has to eat the jockstrap of a big fat guy because fat phobia. Fat people are funny. Fucking laugh the fat guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he's like spinning around going. They also have that. that, Yeah, they have that character or uh, who plays the basketball, the the kid who's playing basketball that they also make fun of for being fat. So. Yeah, that was good. Well, because we we totally at the mall have to get a scene with, or at least a shot with the fat kid in Victoria's Secret trying on bras after being insulted by Davy, being told he has jelly tits. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, ha- have we even mentioned? Have, oh no, because we don't even see her until later. She's mentioned fairly early, but oh, uh, oh, the three, the yeah, three yeah Mrs. Tri Tit. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Like it works in Total Recall. Yeah, you stole it. Like, there's loads of uh, gags and ideas stolen from other movies in this as well, where they're not, they don't feel like they're parodies. I should have written them down, but there was a couple of things where I'm just like, that's not your joke. Like, you just took that wholesale from something else. It's, it, this is, this movie is the height of laziness, in my opinion. It, it really oh. feels so true. I mean, it, well, it's, it's just like, like, instead of writing jokes, it's like he wrote things that were cruel like yeah yeah it's frequently it's just like this is just like like this is me this here's a joke that's just me no it's a joke i swear it's like oh. i mean isn't it oh, funny? i laughed it's funny yeah, yeah isn't it funny how i like pushed this old dude down a hill in a fucking porta potty he got covered in shit but then i sprayed him down with a hose and he got frozen with water and shit it's hilarious uh, yeah there's a lot of like punching down in this it's awful yeah, it was really uh, it was, that, it was that's the what style I mean by of like, the time. Cool. Yeah, it was really the style of the time. You know, if you go back and watch comedies from this era, they're just a lot meaner. And you know, that was kind of the, it's just the case for a lot of movies. <laughs> but like, he has a special well, I mean, in... because he just ha- he's such a good bully. You know, he's he seems like he was a bully in real life in, in the way that he's like really uh good at tapping into that kind of character you know and if and and when they miss the mark on like you say punching down it doesn't it doesn't it's not always like that in these movies where there's these these, these mean jokes are in all of them but like sometimes they're you know not as 
cruelly laid out you know well i mean again it's it it relies on somewhat of on the charisma charisma of the star and i mean like yeah i mean it's like it's interesting to compare this to to elf because i mean and i think you know we talked a little bit about the the fallout out between john favreau and will ferrell like will ferrell wanting a quote-unquote edgier movie and it's just like well an edgier movie would have been this like i mean that would have made elf Mm. awful because this is awful so yeah well if anything that speaks to the power of true collaboration you know yeah like Farrell obviously backed off and elf is a little edgy and it's just the right amount of edgy you know yeah. without going over and that that feels like something that comes from a bit of a battle between two concepts yeah no i mean it's how just it's interesting how how yeah well how will ferrell talks about never doing a sequel to elf though because like he he feels like he lost so but um at this yeah. point i think without james Conn, like uh any chance of a sequel is is dead so yeah i, I don't think a sequel to that would be as fun without jimmy yeah um they'll definitely do it eventually everything gets re- well i mean there's a there's an animated version of elf yeah, that already exists escape. so um okay yeah, just right, just yeah. do a so live they, action they do a live action ones. version of the animated musical yeah that's your next step yep because that's what everybody's doing these days Oh yeah, no, I love I love how the producers beca- was a really good movie that became a really good stage show that became a really shitty movie based on the stage show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with, right. with Will Ferrell. So we had unsportsmanlike behavior, which leads uh, Jennifer to scold Davy for his actions. While the two are driving to their respective homes, they reminisce about their ch- happy childhood together and how much things have changed. When Davy gets home, his trailer is being burned by one of the men who lost the basketball match to him. Still jockstrap in mouth. Um, yep, because that's what you do. You lose a basketball game, you honor a really stupid bet, and then you destroy someone's home. Like, yeah, yep, yep. I also like that he's an O'Doyle, like, which is hilarious, but... Um, O'Doyle rules! <laughs> yep but uh but yeah yeah you know losing basketball games lead to arson so you know that's a thing the way it goes man that's why i don't play street ball anymore <laughs> hated having to burn down people's trailers all the time i mean this part well, is you totally, this part to is totally believable yeah. to me have you seen man? this country lately <laughs> this is just very much like a normal daily news story <laughs> I mean, it is kind I of. I lost a... a basketball game today and proceeded to burn down the trailer. It feels like a pretty New England thing to do. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I totally buy it. Uh, David runs into the burning trailer to rescue a Hanukkah card from his late parents, which you know we don't find that out even for I don't know, like another forty minutes. I think. Uh, it's more like 10, but this movie, fe- like 10 oh, minutes in this movie really? feels like 40 minutes. Is it really only 10? <laughs> no, Jesus I think it is longer Christ. than that, but okay. like, I, I, no, this movie I, feels this movie really is, long. This movie, this movie is an hour and 10 minutes, and it feels like at least double that. It is painful to watch. <laughs> this movie was twice as long as Endgame. Actually, it's like less than half the length. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's closer to like a third of the length. It's like a third of the length. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whitey opens his home to Davy, who reluctantly accepts, because where the fuck else is he going to go? Also living there is Whitey's diabetic twin sister, Eleanor. And and they've got, like, matching big and little feet. It's like, you know, twins are freaks. 
Well, they are freaks, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's a weird thing because, you know, again, uh, fraternal twins are no more genetically related than any other pair of siblings. So like, they don't need to have the same weird shit. I mean, they have the same weird birthday most of the time, unless they're born at like, you know, 1159 and 1201 or something. Saying genetically, Dan. <laughs> I, I like I want to meet those twins that have two separate birthdays because I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, to keep Davy in line, Whitey and Eleanor explain the complex rules of the house, stating that Davy will not have will have to leave if he does not abide. And honestly, this for me was like one of the only well, at least the only good song in the movie. I think was this technical, technical foul song. song. Yeah. 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 A this lot of people have well. defended this song as, as a decent song. And I get the logic behind it. It's just like uh, the path to get there is just so painful. Oh, the, God. The, the rest of the movie remaining is just so painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sort of like, I feel like this next 10 minutes of movie actually sort of moves by fairly quickly for me. Uh, it does. It feels only like 10 minutes instead of, you know, 20 <laughs> There's just so much to dislike about this movie. There just really is. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been dunking on this thing since even before. <laughs> oh, yeah. We never actually said that it's a Holly A or Holiday. Whatever. It's Who eight crazy a nights. Shit. If you don't know that by now, then I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, I swear I'm not even drinking right now. Uh, But yeah, like this movie is so bad. Yep. But hey, we still have more to get through. Do we? Yeah, we're like we halfway have to. through. Yeah, yeah. No. halfway through. I can sp- I can speed run some paragraphs if you want. <laughs> no, some other it's, some it's other shit happens. I like, I like TJ do it. I like TJ <laughs> going through this. Well, and like my pace always gives us a chance to like, if you want, you can be the one to like ah something in there, you know? Yep. As oh, Davy slowly starts to turn his life around, his progress <laughs> screeches to a stop. What are you trying to say, Em? Just yeah, him turn. Yeah, that's him turning, trying to turn his life around. Like, fuck this shit. I'm leaving. I mean, I guess leaving New Hampshire is, you know, could be just turn enough to turn your life around. I mean, it is New Hampshire. I don't think they've yeah. gotten. They haven't gotten to that part yet. Have oh they? yeah, yeah, no, not, he, he's not, not leaving quite. yet. He's uh, and he's going to the mall to understand yeah, what capitalism yeah. is. <laughs> Praying to capitalism. Magic healing power of capitalism. That's what this movie's about. Because <laughs> the window shopping is always free. <laughs> Remember, money buys you happiness. It just works. I mean, they have done research to this to to show that money does, in fact, actually affect <laughs> increase your happiness. Up it's more about point. having a to a point. Yeah, it's all about having like having financial security does increase your happiness. Yes, but, like which makes I guess. Sense. Like, which makes a ton of sense. Going to the mall to buy a bunch of crap you don't need is not like, you know, yeah. like it's like, yeah, if that's a thing that you can do, then you have plenty of financial security. Yeah, no, I mean, generally speaking, yeah. Spend your money on experiences, not uh, not items. And generally speaking, that makes you happier. But, you know, whatever. Yes. I don't need more stuff. I have plenty of stuff. Yeah. We're drowning in stuff. Yes. As Davy slowly starts to turn his life around because he is being like less of a dickhole for an afternoon, I guess. For 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, 
His progress screeches to a stop when Whitney recalls what happened 21 years earlier in 1981. En route to one of Davy's basketball games, his parents were tragically killed in a car accident, and Davy learned of their deaths after winning the big game. The JCC Miracle. Uh, also, why is there a Jewish cultural parents. center? Why is there a Jewish cultural center in a town that has like six Jews? Just just asking. I mean, because they paid for the indoor basketball court, so everyone plays there. It's it's just it's just what they needed to do to make the plot of the movie work. That, uh, yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's really like the best work. explanation for any yeah. like, yeah. lie yeah. in yeah. this movie work. Definitely to, to, to get to this point. Yeah. Uh, devastated by the loss of his loving parents and leaping from foster home to foster home. Davy spent the next 21 years numbing his pain with alcohol and petty crime, and as a result, ostracized himself away from Jennifer and his other friends. We actually don't really see him have other friends unless, like, he's well, you to be have the rest of the basketball team. team. Yeah. Okay. But, like, I also love how he essentially just became Pickles the drummer. Well, just, like, I also love the fact that it bet him up. Well, I, I also love the idea of like him on the basketball team is so much of it is, I mean, I guess it's because he's supposed to have his like moment, but it's just like most of it, most of the time, it's just like teamwork and working together. It's just like, guys, I know you all suck. Just pass me the ball and let me shoot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you guys are all shit. If you guys you really want to win this. Give me the, if you want to win this, just give me the ball. <laughs> like it's kind of fucked up. I kind of wish that the movie was like smart enough to draw attention to the fact that this is just like contrary to like how team sports work, especially at that age. And like, I just not what you do in a sports movie at all. <laughs> like usually it's about being selfless and like learning how to respect how other people work together. But this is all just like, just give, I'm the best player. Just give me the fucking ball. <laughs> like, but Ugh. Yeah. Uncomfortable with his reminder uh, with this reminder of his tragic, painful childhood, Davy loses his temper and insults Whitney and Eleanor, resulting Whitey. in Whitney evicting Whitey. Davy from Whitey. Whitey. <laughs> evicting you, called, the... you called him Whitney multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a feeling that I have. I keep on looking at it and it's just like, oh, okay, I see a name that starts with wit. And well, I mean, it's always, men. it's always, I mean, they've done all sorts of studies on this. I mean, basically the way that we read words is we look at the first letter, we look at the last letter, and then we just fill in what's in between. So, like, that's literally how we read. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, all right. So he, he evicted Davy. Uh, Davy spends the night, the rest of the night, the rest of the day binge drinking. And that night he breaks into the closed mall because, you know, you have to break into church. In his drunken stupor, he imagines the logos of various stores coming to life and confronting him about his inability to grieve, which they identify as the source of his alcoholism. This is when we finally see what's actually inside of that envelope. So it's a while between like introduction of envelope and then like it's a while. Yeah, well, we know it's from his parents and we also know that like, like his parents, we've known his parents have died like for close to 20 minutes at this point i think i mean like like we can figure it out way earlier than that but like directly told that i mean it's also just interesting like you know oh when you look at um you know 
traditional ways of dealing with alcoholism, like Alcoholics Anonymous is an extremely Christian faith-based group. Um, so it's like, uh, so where does that leave people that aren't Christian? <laughs> um, so like, I, I guess it's like going to the mall. <laughs> it's what this movie says. <laughs> so, Well, one of the gods of that mall are dead because KB Choice is no more. No. Probably no. fall out for being involved in this movie. <laughs> I didn't recognize most of the brands, to be honest. I mean, uh, some of them are less prominent now than they used to be. I've always like GNC is a brand that totally exists still, um, but it's always been a like they exist. I don't don't really know what they are. So Radio Shack is gone. Radio Shack oh, is yeah. also Radio dead. Shack's yep. dead. Yeah. Yep. I love when they tried to rebrand themselves to the shack and it's like, no, you want to emphasize the like technology side of things. Like I realize that radios are somewhat outdated, but like that has way more to do with what you sell than the shack. <laughs> Compu shack. Yeah, uh, the shack sounds like a dive crap bar. shack. Yeah. <laughs> the shack. But yes, uh, his his the stores comfort him and his inability to grieve, which they the stores identify as the source of his alcoholism. Alcoholism, <laughs> like it's just hilarious. Just buy stuff; you'll feel better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Buy fill, alcohol? Fill no, 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 not stuff. that. Stuff. No, not that <laughs> stuff. No, no. What you need is a, a a massage chair from the sharper image. That's what you need. The sharper image still exists. Uh, yes. Whether or not Does they it? still have storefronts, do. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure GNC doesn't do. have storefronts anymore either. GNC totally has storefronts. There's, do they still? One in downtown Boston, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, gotta go buy my uh, cre- creatine protein powder. <laughs> yeah. Bogo fifty percent off protein at GNC. <laughs> right now. Right now. <laughs> he finally opens his parents' Hanukkah card, which contains a heartfelt message praising him for being a good son and asking him not to change the way he is. Davy finally cries and comes to terms with his loss. Just then, two cops arrive to arrest him, but he escapes and boards a bus to New York City. Because uh, he's a hippie running away to New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bus is then forced to stop. The bus driver he... character is one of the better characters in this movie, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love how he's like constantly calling Davy a hippie for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I like, how he, no, he looks like a stereotypical no hoodie, hippie, short hair, hoodie. Yeah. Uh, the force. The bus is then Sorry forced. About the audio. To... I have a rapid uh, crushing things. <laughs> is he fucking around he's crushing the box oh, <laughs> box. um the, the bus is then forced to stop when a single thumbtack in the road punctures all eight rear tires i love the concept of this i just wish it was framed funnier <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh because like here here's like the message yeah. reminded of the miracle of hanukkah Davy sets out to find Whitey and make amends. Boom. That's how it ties to Hanukkah. Well, I mean, eight oh, crazy boy. tire punctures. Yeah. 
I just love a single thumbtack. That's so crazy. A single thumbtack. Yeah, a single thumbtack puncturing any tire is hilarious. But eight is like, should be really funny. It's just like, yep, okay. I'm so ready for this movie to be over. I don't care. Thumbtack impossible. Like, I'm pretty sure. I I don't, I don't, I I don't know if you, well, even if you can make, even if you can make it through the sidewall, you're not like, you know, doing an, a, enough damage to like actually make them go flat right away. Hell, even a nail usually doesn't do that. No, yeah, a nail usually, yeah, a nail is usually, you can drive for miles on a nail through your tire. Um, like, no, oh, yeah, something that shreds all it. Yeah. Yep. Shred, thumbtack all eight. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. It's just so ridiculous. Yep. Um, Davey finds Whitey at the All-Star Banquet, an, an annual town celebration in which one member of the community is recognized for positive contributions with the Dukesbury All-Star Patch, which Whitey has wanted for 35 years. When Whitey is passed over for seemingly the final time, he decides to move to Florida and live the rest of his life in anonymity, feeling like no one cares about him. Largely because, you know, Sandler blew up at him, telling him nobody cares about you. You're a fucking joke. Uh, Like, it it also skips over, like, some of the slightly more amusing things. Like, John Lovett shows up and he's got a hook for a hand. And there's... he's he's misused to wipe his ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it, it happens. But again, kind of weirdly ableist humor. So, mm-hmm. and it's got, oh man, there's like a lot of really weirdly ableist humor. I mean, there's also like the transphobic joke earlier in the movie where yep. the mayor's wife used to be a man. That that's that's their line in the that, song. Yep, I that call, joke I has called, aged very well. I called that that there, there would be some of that in this movie, and I it was not. <laughs> It was not wrong. Oh, it was wasn't like, I bet surprising. You anything. There's going to be a random transphobic moment in this. <laughs> that was, it was the style of the time. Yeah. Uh, well, it also had the scene. Yeah, had to finish of, your beer when that one came up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it also had the scene <laughs> so, with the uh, Happy Madison mainstay. Dear Pyramid, you know, blocking yep. uh, blocking the cops. Hey, from I mean, generally baby. speaking, like, like as much as I hate the eating shit moment, like. Like the the magic deer that seemed to like Whitey, like that was a concept that I thought was kind of humorous and kind of like it's like the like a lot of the gags they go with with them are just awful. But like, yeah, the the everyone being like, yep, deer pyramid, totally normal. Like that gag got me. Well, like, that the, gag was the other cop, the other cop asking anything, see anything over there? Uh, yeah, just nope, just the deer pyramid. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, risking arrest, Davy enters the hall and reminds the townspeople of Whitey's many selfless contributions and abuses he's endured throughout his life. Uh, Davy leads them to Whitey, who has gone to the mall with Eleanor to speak to it one more time. Again, like, you have to go to church to pray. Uh, Again, the, ta- we're, the, the plot summary isn't going to talk about Whitey being used as a TV antenna and electrocuted and also which is whatever it's all Looney Tunes and they're like we didn't even care <laughs> you know like we didn't even we didn't even care we smelled burning and it's like oh my god well he, he was stop. he was screaming so they turned up the volume <laughs> yeah he was screaming thank you 
which is just like wow okay people really hate this little guy yeah that's a that's a fucking choice right there and like again adam sandler is the asshole in this town like this town is full of terrible fucking people people who will give him a dollar to climb up the tree to place the star and another dollar to spray out the fucking porta potties because they know that he needs the money and they can't like they're, they're all fucking monsters well mm-hmm. i mean that's the other thing is like where is like whitey has to be getting income that actually pays for like his house from so someone security like is it uh, is it social security is it there's supposed to be some inheritance that he has because like I, it's possible to pretty clear that like like eleanor doesn't work so like what and, and you know all of his jobs seem like volunteer crap like I, I i'm gonna get social security and they own the house yeah yeah they probably just inherited from their parents and have enough money that they're working through so yeah the townspeople thank Whitey for his service over the years, and the mayor officially grants him the Patch Award, uh, with the previous recipients giving theirs as well. Oh, it's such a great scene with all those patches just raining down, all it thirty-four just, of them. But but it's just raining down. Fucking sense. No. Nope. Uh, well, and Mrs. Tritip, you know, giving her three, so that she gets a scene. She actually gets like three scenes in this. Well, I mean, it's also just uh, I think it's it's also just like like the way that they're so flippantly giving them away. Like, do they actually care about these patches? Like Whitey cares. But like, I don't know, like the, the whole attitude towards this patch thing, like is really inconsistent throughout the movie. <laughs> so... well, I think a Davies the only one who like really cares. I, I mean guess Whitey. that John Lovett's yeah. character like sort of cared when he got his taken away, but well, I mean he like he liked like I mean it's implied that he like bought the scoreboard just to get the patch, but then he doesn't care. So like, what's that like? Yeah, there's just well, he gets the same from. I don't want to justify this movie, but he get he'll get the same thing from doing the. You know, handing it over to Whitey because everyone in the town's there. If he's someone who just wants, like, I mean, I don't think he actually wants the patch. He wants the recognition. Yeah, uh, it's. I but don't know. it doesn't the, matter because it's so stupid and no. Yeah, one the movie's stupid. I no don't one care. thought about it. Yeah, no, no, no one put much thought into this. It's all just mean spirited jokes. But j- calling them jokes is is generous. Yeah. Um, well, let, let me finish and, the last sentence so I can go pee real yeah. fast, and then we can talk a little bit more about this movie. Uh, Davy and Jennifer reconcile and Whitey goes into a seizure, which he calls the happiest seizure of my life. And you don't even like we cut to black, but we get the Hanukkah song three. Yay. (laughs) All right. You guys talk. I'll be right back. Yeah, it sure is a movie. Yep. That movie sure did movie. Um, It exists. Unfortunately, office bomb. Uh, mm. rightly so like, yes who was, so. Who was this made for i mean like again it's just like i feel like self-hating having, Jews. A, having an animated adam sandler movie you're like signaling that this is a movie for like a younger audience that's gonna have some of his like hooky humor but instead it's just like kind of ramps up the mean spiritedness of his humor rather than his like he does silly voices and like i is goofy and slapstick like yeah, there's not even that kids. much slapstick in this it's just being mean 
yeah it's awful like yeah remember kids uh hate everyone who's not the same as you (sighs) kind of kind of it's i mean look this stuff is coming from you know the it's i guess it's the roast comic don rickles history thing but you know i guess it just it's the way that he does it it's the way it's written you know it's like it's not like you can't be playfully mocking of people but it's it it's mean-spirited because it doesn't really seem to care about those people you know mm-hmm. at all it's just like uh, uh, uh me and emily were watching uh that recent judd apatow documentary on um rickles and i, I was saying you know, I think the main thing why his shtick could work at all is because, you know, at the beginning of the end, he'd be, or he would constantly be reassuring that he was like, hey, you know, it's all good. Like, I love everyone. <laughs> and even that wouldn't fly now, which, you know, fair enough, times have changed. Um, but like, this is just like, <laughs> there's no context for anything. So it just comes off as just like excessive bullying of everyone. <laughs> Uh, with no you know no heart to it it just doesn't have any heart to it at all like, no it, it really like... does no i mean the heart is replaced by soulless consumerism yeah yeah like shit on everyone and spend all the money mm-hmm. then laugh your way to the bank as your movie bombs i don't know yeah, didn't, didn't i, I wonder if this, this is time. his he first usually He's usually like even his absolute worst uh, still does pretty well. Um, so this is this is a rare flop for him. So I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he he kind of time. fumbled the ball um, at a certain point with uh, Jack and Jill in per, in particular was kind of like a real like will he, like that movie bombed so bad will he ever recover situation i thought i mean um, that's nine years later and there's a yeah. lot of movies in between uh, oh yeah no i know so no i mean that that did eight, that did 150 million on a budget of 80 so i don't know if that's a failure at all i mean it was terrible and everyone hates it and mocks it like no i mean I, well, I, no I, it's, it, it, well i mean it's a jump i think he just moment. got tired yeah. of being a like critical punching bag you know like that's why he did uncut gems and Merowith stories and these kind of movies like because he realized he had just been going so long doing so little you know like so many uh just hang out movies with zero effort it's like yeah maybe i won't do another dennis dugan movie yet. Yeah, no, no, no. It's basically, yeah, Jack and Jill, I, maybe it did well. Like, it probably did well enough, but I feel like I, then he follows that up with, like, Grown Ups 2, which everyone also hated, and, like, Pixels, mm. which everyone hated. Um, right, yeah, those so, are flops. Yeah, and then he gets into his Netflix deal, um, in which it really did seem like no one now was going to nothing. produce his movies except for Netflix, you know, and that was when, at a time in which, like, yeah, Netflix was, like, signing off on everything, so it was, like, they were the only one, only people offering him uh, the ability to do his comedy stuff. Though I still think, though, I mean, like, I really do need to see Uncut Gems at some point because everyone says he's great in that. So, um, but sadly, Grown Ups 2 also did amazingly well. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it had I mean, done well. Was, I just yeah. know that critically it was yeah. like savaged. So, yeah, it, it was. It was. <laughs> Like, he doesn't really make movies for critics for the most part. Like, every once in a while, he'll do one. Like, Uncut Gems and, you know, Punch Drunk are, like, for the critics. 
which is fine but like some of the comedies are just terrible comedies you know they're just like yeah. as some as someone who enjoys lots of comedies that were not uh reviewed well um you well, know, i feel like, like calling them hangout he, movies is a really good way to put it because it is just like him hanging out with friends making a movie yeah yeah they're like podcast of movie yeah <laughs> podcast the movie well i mean yeah i mean that for the there's a there's definitely a period of time in which it's just like I want to go on vacation here and I want to bring my friends so we're gonna film a movie here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I'm not gonna lie. If I could do that, I'd totally do that. Oh yeah, that would be but pretty like, cool. I don't think he has so much money. You know, he could pay all the people in the world to make it a better movie you know what i mean like that's the problem to me it's like you could have a good hangout movie just why why not fucking uh stretch for like a really good write, writer or writers you know to like because then well, it's I mean, not as an fun because i gotta uh, hang out with my friends a, and write it he's also like that's the thing is like if you want like he's not a horrible writer himself like he's written most of his movies and it's just like you can kind of tell which ones like he put effort into writing and which ones he didn't give a shit about um and it's just like it's not so much like so oh like a lot of it is like i can do this myself so why pay pay someone for it the problem is a lot of the time he gets lazy and it's just like eh fuck it we'll figure it on set because i mean i'm, I'm sure he improvs a lot too and it's just like sometimes like he just doesn't like he doesn't write it and then he doesn't have the energy to put the effort in on set either and you get something shitty so but um no his first golden raspberry uh nomination was for was for bulletproof and happy gilmore so he's oh, been God, hated for a long time i'm surprised that he got one for happy gilmore i mean not terribly but i mean he was Probably pre- he's always been pretty polarizing um, I am not a fan of the Razzies. I think it's a really badly done thing. Uh, I, it's I mean, very weird decisions and very rarely picks like the actual worst stuff of the year. I mean, I oh, think the, that the only good one was Halle Berry showing up there. Yeah, that, that's, no, I that's mean, like, like I, I, I give them props for when they call out films that deserve to be called out, like Catwoman. Um, but like, yeah, I think a lot of the time they're trying to kind of cater to a specific audience yeah. rather than and actually calling out um really boneheaded studio decisions um and that's it, yeah it's it's fine that it exists because it's obviously like a little community thing that got out of control and really big but it's more kind yeah. of like using it as a def- uh, definer of like what was bad in the year is not because i've seen them just like Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, off, th- like, I think I think when they when they dig when like categories like you know their worst their worst prequel remake ripoff or sequel category, it's just like I'm sorry, like even like film has always been like like overpopulated with remakes and like since the history of film, like back yeah, into people the like silent pretend era. like it's a new thing and it's like, like no, it's a new it's thing. And it's it's really not like like it like there's always been in like. And this goes back to like the silent era of like just ripping off stage productions and turning them into films. Like that's always been a thing. Um, and like you can hate it as much as you want, but like like it's it's always a thing. So it's just like calling that out specifically just doesn't quite work. I think mostly it's just like what you really want to do is be drawing attention 
to the studios that are green lighting these productions rather than and kind of like like the artists working on them and that's where the razzies tend to get into trouble because like they've been called out for you know oh have like having kids nominated for worst actor and things yeah. like that and it's just like that's not really terribly appropriate um but like like you know i mean in, when you're going after like an action film that never should have been greenlit in the first place, please, by all means, go after that. But like, like when you're going after like someone who's just trying to get into the industry and thought it would be fun, don't do that. Um, so the, yeah, the, the other children. thing I hate that they do is when they go after something that is purposefully campy or fun. You know, it's like, do we really need to do that? Like even a, a movie that I don't really care about, but obviously hilarious that Tom Hanks in the Elvis movie that's what they picked as the actor is like that's clearly just like a very silly stupid thing oh no no have, if you've like, seen the movie worst tom, actor, H- tom hanks needed to be come... called out tom hanks needed to be called out for that like <laughs> like tom hanks is awful in that um it, he, he like again and, and it's really it's just one of those things that like tom hanks i, I get that he's I think Tom Hanks has concerns about being typecast and they're justifiable. It's just like when he kind of branches out into other roles, he frequently makes mistakes. And Elvis is one of the larger reaching out into doing a different role mistakes that he's ever made in his career. Um, So I'm kind of like, he is, he is really bad. Um, But you know, I mean, like, I it, it is a thing of just sort of like calling out Tom Hanks for his performance in that movie. I'm totally fine for calling out the makeup department for how they what they did to make him look like that character. Eh, I'm less on board with that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Judd Apatow for the bubble. I mean, their director choices are pretty solid from the last one. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> You hate it until you look at the review, uh, the movies they chose, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's a fair point." Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of where I end up. Like, you know, oh, um, you know, I mean, it's it's like I like that they've kind of backtracked on their like Shelley Duvall situation. I that they backtracked on Bruce Willis, um, like that that seemed correct, and you know, really, it is just sort of like I think that as long as they kind of set a cap to like like a movie needed to be like released by a major studio and you know have a budget of this much money i'm fine with the nominees being that when it's kind of a more art house thing that didn't connect with audiences i'm less on board with that like i i really think it needs to be like a big studio making a really poor decision um and you know i mean i feel like a crazy nights totally falls into that category Um, yeah punch up not down yeah and yeah yeah, definitely punch up straight into adam sandler's nuts yeah yeah i mean like you know i mean like i love the room it's the worst movie of all time like the room is incredible the room is not a type of movie that the razzies should go after so yeah i mean i don't think it's the greatest movie of all time but i feel that way about like evil dead 2 yeah i mean i'm sure that I don't know how long have the Razzies been around. They've been around for a while. I want to say like 1980 ish. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Eight Crazy Nights. It had like nothing to do about Hanukkah except for eight tires getting popped. That's that's the whole story. It's mm-hmm. it's a movie. Here's yep, my that movie shorted movie. All right, yeah, Porik, you you start off. What is it? A holiday or a holiday? 
Hollyay, go see it and <laughs> learn what true torture is. And I know no one else will say yes, so I can do this. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't, uh, I'm, I've contempt for the audience so yeah go go watch it just like just like adam sandler had contempt for us when he made this film <laughs> are you seriously giving this sweet, positive sweet holiday message just to be, just to be no no it's terrible i mean i mean does the well yeah why not because <laughs> i've said everything i need to say you gotta pull the, your armored white card here <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't know yeah no Colin, no, please, thank you, God, no, please, why, why, no, I have no further thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll go next. Um, I basically agree with everything Fork just said. It's definitely a Holland yay. Um, it is like offensive in every way possible. Like it is mean instead of you know like being you know actually funny it is uh you know let's see uh racist uh transphobic uh home uh, homophobic yeah i think yeah homophobic homophobic, uh fat phobic um ableist like honestly like it's scared of anyone who isn't it's yeah, if, <laughs> if you are not a cishet white male, you are getting shit on. And uh, you know what? Like, that, that can be funny. This isn't. Like, this is just awful. Like, fuck this. Do not watch this. If you want to watch something bad that's like so, that's at least less offensive, go watch Rubber. I would recommend watching <laughs> Rubber over watching this. And we all know how we feel about that fucking movie. Like, I would rather watch Rubber like on repeat for like 24 hours rather than watch this once again. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess I'll go. Um, like, yeah, no, it's 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 a clear hall and A. I think I've said everything about it. There's there's really nothing likable about it. It's just like, why was this made? Who is this audience? It's not funny. It's just mean spirited. Um, and like like other than and like, I don't know. I think the animation isn't terrible. I think the lighting effects are a problem, but the story is terrible. The voice work is terrible. Um, and like, it's just. Why? Why? Like, if you're gonna make a Hanukkah movie, make a Hanukkah movie. Make don't make this. Like, why? Why would you do this? I don't like. Why? I I just I hate this movie. I hate it. I really hate it. Um, I think this might be my least favorite movie we've watched on this sh- for this show. I mean, it's it's definitely in the running. I need to o- look over what we've watched, but like, I yeah, it's in the running. Like, this movie was awful. So, uh, fun fun fact: this was greenlit by a. <laughs> elevator pitch from sandler to amy pascal like i think literally in an elevator mm-hmm. i have a lot of respect it. for P- pascal but she dropped the ball here oh yeah absolutely the i ball mean like hard. sony's management did not want to make an animated film oh i did like eleanor as columbia at the very beginning that that i thought was cool because i, mean, I, I mean, eleanor was a character i think eleanor is a character that I, I was surprised at how much i was indifferent to Eleanor because I felt like she should have been way more grating than she was at the same time. Like they don't do anything with her character. So 
No, like, she's got a couple of fun moments, like you know the guy returning. Yeah, yeah, her, her, her beating up the, the last kid, thirty-five the years. Yeah, is great, but like, and then like kicking him in the face. Uh, also, apparently, she can't just ride in a car; she has to be strapped down in the back seat to travel in a car. Like that concept Again, to me is kind of concept- funny. But they conceptually, do it's funny the it. way that they executed it is poor, and that's yes. frequently like the thumbtack thing. Conceptually, really funny the way it's executed. Blah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I of course am a fucking holiday with everybody else on this. This movie is just it, it's cruel and mean spirited, needlessly, and uh, we it keep has saying that, but nothing like, to do with it. just just one last thing. It's like Bad Santa is a great movie. It is so much meaner and crueler and more horrible than this. So I know that I'm saying the yes. same thing, but it's like it can't be like. That's only part of why this sucks, right? Well, I mean, I mean it's, it's mean, but it's not funny. Like, if yeah, you're it's mean, not funny. It's just not funny. Yeah, like I, you can. There's there's ways of being mean and funny that you can and... counteract. Act how mean something is by being funny enough. Um, yeah. But like this doesn't. This kind of like goes the wrong way because mm-hmm. like you know like most of the time I think if you're doing mean humor, or you know you can may be like. It's a little mean, but it's really funny, so it's okay. And it's just like you have to balance that out. So if you're gonna be super mean, you have to at least be super funny. And this is just super mean and barely funny. And like barely funny is generous. <laughs> like... I, I'm sorry, TJ. I got all riled up. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's totally needlessly up. gross. Yeah. Um like it, it it's just it's very juvenile in all the worst ways. Icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kill it. Kill it with fire. The deer shit in the mouth is actually quite the haunting image. It's like I'm, I can visualize it. Yeah. yeah. Every as time soon as, as, soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm never unseeing that. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Maybe I am going <laughs> that back. That lives to a in holiday. my head rent free now. Maybe I am. <laughs> I'm going back, you know. Well, maybe and, this is and, like sallow or irreversible or something. It's like a in the kids like shooting at mucus out of their noses like it's milk at an unfunny yeah. knock knock joke from the mayor. I, yeah, like, I mean, seriously, it's, man, it's very gross. I feel like after oh, this, God. I am very tempted to go like find all of the hard alcohol I have in the house and try to kill the brain cells that remember all of these scenes. It seems like it might be a worthwhile endeavor. I don't know. I think they're stuck there. Good luck. All right. Well, I don't think I have anything else to really say about this because don't as watch everybody it. else said, it's already <laughs> been said. Uh, but yeah, it's a holiday times four from oh, all of us. It's so bad. On behalf yeah. of all of New England, like, Adam Sandler, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Um. Somebody, somebody, make like, come on, Zack Snyder, make like three hundred, but for Hanukkah, like, <laughs> yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, awesome. like, like that. Yes, it, it would have to be better than this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, the bar is pretty low for for yeah. being something better than this. <laughs> yep. Well, and like I'm already saying, Zack Snyder, so I'm not really trying to set the bar too damn high. Like, but he he should be able to make something better than this. Um. I mean, most of his films are better than this. I think Batman versus Superman Ed, is better than this. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Rubber is better than this. Um, hey, he's not. He's from 
New York City, Emily. Not, not he is. Yeah, I thought he was. Oh, he grew up in Manchester, so maybe he was born in New York and moved to New Hampshire when he was a kid. Yeah, Hmm. or he lives in New York now. I don't know. Or yeah, he could have been born in New York. Oh yeah, they they moved when he was six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think I got anything else. Hey, Pork, where can people see where you're watching movies? Oh, on Critiker.com uh, slash Marlurk. I gave this like the equivalent of two stars, but I think that was general. That's and I, that's way too much. Yeah, I, I, you know, I need to reorganize my stuff. Give it a I five. Like, I had it next to Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I know you guys might not agree, but I, I, did, I was like, I still kind of hate that one. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen Afterlife. I, I should, but oh, I, I like I Afterlife way more than this. Yeah, like it's not good, but I like way Afterlife way. Yeah, more I think I this. think you know I think I you're at least right. could have I think some I fun need, watching I, Afterlife. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I liked I liked the, board. I mean I I liked the female the Ghostbusters, and it just seemed like Afterlife seemed like such an obvious overcorrection that I just wasn't mm. gonna be interested in it, but um. Because it's yeah. like I understood, like it's not the female Ghostbusters has problems, um, but the problems that people think it has are not the problems that Edit actually has. No, so, its problem yeah, is that the third is like a yeah. It's problem or it's, is its third act and its cameos. Um, so, but uh, yeah, Dan, you've got a web comic that you yeah yeah you can. <laughs> hey, no, no, I updated. I updated last week. Like, oh, all right yeah, i missed it yeah yeah with fetus.com you can check it out uh yeah it updated last week maybe another one will actually happen um but yeah after after like almost two months of not updating i actually updated so nice <laughs> uh emily we've got another podcast that we should update yeah we should do that uh we also talk about beer over at a little place called new england beer reviews um my uh, new goal is to find a beer that will kill the brain cells that remember this movie. Um, but yeah, I recommend go, a Russian imperial stout. Yeah, <laughs> just like I need maybe a, maybe I, a barley wine. Yeah, except I and I need one of the what? what is it a Magnum? Is that what yeah, those fucking yeah, things Magnum. are called? Yeah, I need one of those. Just right to the face. Yep. All right. Well, on this extra fun holiday episode of. Uh, see it or screw it. I've been TJ alongside Emily Dan and Porik. You can check us out on Facebook X. You can see what I'm watching at letterbox.com backslash S I O S I. Speaking of the initials of our show, see it or screw it. You can also give us money at patreon.com backslash S I O S I. Um, anybody got a final fucking word on this thing? Watch it. anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything. <laughs> just go outside fuck you yeah Yeah, stand outside for an hour and a half you'll have a better time than watching this movie (laughs) we're lucky that that we still have movies after this happened you know this this could have been enough to just end the whole thing we're just like no i think we've got enough now like the world leaders watch this movie and they're like never mind click and (laughs) in like all the nukes launch yep yep well it's all the nuclear missiles well it was good while it lasted click and then click came out a much better movie click is a much better movie click is a much better movie actually (laughs) not good but i mean like click well enough yeah almost way better than this as to say i like it
you know, or that it is. Oh, good. Blick has its issues, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I think generally speaking, generally speaking, it's like third act redeems the fact that I feel like it's struggling to find its identity throughout most of the second act. But um, you know, yeah, but it's better than it's much better than this. This is is not good at any phase of the movie. Nope, so. it, it's it's <laughs> got that mean? one song that isn't that bad, or maybe it's just no, not we, that bad. It has to it has that two else. songs that aren't that bad, and a couple of gags that at completely divorced from the movie are okay because they don't really have much to do with the movie. But like... it's, it's already dead. It's already. <laughs> These are meant to be the final words. Oh All yeah, right. it has this, to this, die. Kill this it. episode. Kill this it. episode is officially longer than the movie. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.